And now on Radio 4, lock your doors, draw your curtains and take the telephone off the hook for the next 28 and a half minutes as once again it's time to join the show business legend, raconteur and president for life of the Doncaster Ear Trumpet Association, Count Arthur Strong. Count Arthur's love affair with the ear trumpet began, in his own words, as a small boy and it's just gone on from there. Now get out of my way. Join him now for this week's instalment of... Count Arthur Strong's radio show. Good morning. Morning. Uh, do you need any help? What are you talking about? Do I need any help? Do I not appear capable of looking round a shop? Uh, well... <laughs> Tell you what, if I do find it all a bit too overwhelming for me, I'll shout out or scream for help or, or set off a distress flare. Will that do you? Yes, yes, that's fine. Good. I'm glad we've got that sorted out. I do feel reassured. Right, well, anyway, I'll, I'll leave you to it. Yeah, where do you think you're going? I was under the impression you were here to help people. Now, where are your tents? And, and I want to see some proper ones, not those that go off like a spring when you open the bag up. Well, they're very popular. You mean dangerous, more like? I wouldn't say they were dangerous. We like to think they're idiot-proof. Yes, well, they can't be that idiot-proof, because I know someone very closely that <laughs> nearly had their eye out with one of those. It ruined the holiday. He, he saved up all year to go to Kilnsey for a fortnight. Then when he got there, he had to keep one eye shut for the duration. <laughs> it's hard to keep your balance with one eye. I tell you, it's a so-and-so-and-so putting your sixpences in a one-armed bandit. I don't know how pirates manage it. <laughs> the worst of it was, I kept missing my mouth with my pint. He was telling me. So, you know, I don't want one of those again at all. I don't, I don't want one of those at all after what he told myself about my eye. Well, right, well, we, we've got a very wide range of tents, so I'm sure we can find a safe one for you. Do you know what size you want? Well, I want some room in it, but, you know, I don't want to go mad. Um, some of them, you see, are like living rooms. What's the point of that? You didn't see um, Cook of the Antarctic with a tent the size of a through lounge? <laughs> Weight was a factor with them. Everything they had had to be pulled on a sledge by hush puppies, didn't it? <laughs> no, not hush puppies, the, the ones that pull sledges. Brogues! No, <laughs> their shoes as well. Huskies! Hey, Huskies, there you are! They're not shoes, and I know all about that because I've been reading a book on Captain Cook of the Arctic for my trip. Uh, don't you mean Scott of the Antarctic? I think I know who I think I mean, thank you. <laughs> it is my library book, and he definitely wasn't a Scott. He was very well spoken, if you must know. He talked, looked and acted just like John Mills. <laughs> So, are you going to the Arctic, then? Don't be ridiculous. That's just a film. I, I'm going to the uh, Brecon Beaklands for the weekend. 
Oh, it's nice there, isn't it? Nice doesn't come into it. When I go camping, it's me against the elements. It's survival of the fastest with me. Oh, yes, I do all that. I, I can live off grass and rainwater if I need to, I can. Or moss. Or, or those little individual boxes of breakfast cereal. <laughs> Part of my army training, that was. <laughs> was that in the uh, Marines or the SAS then or something, was it? I'm afraid I'm not allowed to answer that question <laughs> for another 25 years. <laughs> you have to sign the um, Official Secretions Act <laughs> when you join the MRS. Um, a. <laughs> After all, idle wards uh, make light hands, don't they? <laughs> Oh, yes, I do all that survivalist stuff, I do. Hey, I'll tell you what, they make me laugh when you see them on television programmes they do about it, eh? Eating a catkin or sucking a woodlouse. <laughs> oh, dear. I'll tell you, when you've waded through a swamp and wrestled a, a ferocious um, radiator to the ground and, and lived off it for a foot, then you can make a television show. Until then, just come on. Who are you kidding? Sucking your woodlouses. Uh, lices. Woodlices. Sucking your woodlouses. Louses. Listen, one louse is a louse. Two lices is a lice. That's what I'm saying. Woodlices. Louses. Oh, lices, oh, louses. Does it really matter in the final analysis? <laughs> Morning, can I give you one of these? No, you can't. It's... Oh, um... It's a flyer for our new gastropub. I don't care what it is, I don't want one. It's got a voucher on it for a free drink. Oh, go on then, yes, I, I will have one then. Um, if it helps you out with your gastropub, doesn't it? Well, it's very good of you, and um, thanks. We're just off the high street, and there's a map on the flyer, see? Oh, yes, that all looks wonderful. That's just what we need round here, um, a, a, a gastric thing. Would it be possible, do you think, to have an, another one or two of these voucher flies? Because um, I might like to bring a couple of friends of mine along. Ah, uh, well, I can't actually give you more than Celebrity one. friends I'm talking about, you know, like me. Who are you, then? Oh, that's right. Very witty. Count Arthur Strong is my name. You, you probably haven't recognised me from my episode of Casualty I've done. I was in an aeroplane crash in that one. Did you survive it? Of course I survived it. What kind of question's that? I mean, you're talking to you for all to see. It's all pretend is casualty, you know. They make it up. Look, I'm not really supposed to give out more than one per person, so who might you bring, then? Um, well, it could be any one of a number of people, like, um... Uh, oh, have you ever heard of Sooty? Sooty? Sooty's a puppet. Don't be ridiculous. You, you must be thinking of somebody else. I've fed it, Sooty. Took the skin off my ring finger. I suppose I could give you another one. Oh, all right. It's your do, isn't it? But I'll tell you something. That'll rule out the double acts, won't it? I won't be coming back with uh, Windsor Davis and Donny Stell, or Littlest and Largest. They won't even get out of bed for one drink's voucher between them, that lot. Oh, 
right here. Now that's more like it. See you at 12 o'clock sharp, then. Ta-ta! <laughs> Morning, Arthur. Wilf, nice to see me, to see me nice. Bruce Forsyth. Correct. Still haven't lost it, have I? <laughs> Here, what about this one? Ooh, Betty, I've done a whoopsie on the cat. Uh, I don't think I know that one. Oh, come on, don't be daft, of course you do. You know, the, um, Michael, um, Flatley, Michael Flatley, <laughs> Lord of the Ringlets. He was always doing whoopsies on everything. He, he, he fell through the bathroom ceiling once. Betty was having a bath. He ended up in there with a... Oh, dear. He, you know, he should have been on the teddy, that one. <laughs> he did that um, Oprah Winfrey thing, you know. The um, uh, Phantom of the Opera. Oh, yes, that takes some doing that part. Living in the sewers, hunched over your organ with half your face missing. Oh. Oh, I would have been ideal part if they'd thought on, because I've been down the sewers when I, when I flushed my wallet down the toilet. <laughs> I'll add that to my CV next time I do one. Height, six foot something, fully erect in my stocking feet. <laughs> Eyes, hazel, two of. Shoe size, one ten and a half, one eleven. Special skills, whistling. Down in the pint in three and a half seconds. <laughs> going down the sewers. What's that you got there? That's my new tent I've just bought. Don't the scouts have all their own camping gear, then? They do, but I, I'm not sharing a tent with that lot again. Breaking wind all night. <laughs> dear, oh dear, I, I hardly slept a wink. Must have been that brawn hot pot I had. <laughs> Uh, right, let's have a little look at your display. Um, let's see, um, I have a pound of streaking bacon, uh, two black puddings, uh, give me four pounds of sausages, half a pound of brawn, and um, half a dozen pork pies and uh, a couple of handfuls of scotch eggs. How long are you going for? I thought it was a weekend. It is the weekend. If I need anything else to eat, I'll just have to kill it and skin it. <laughs> Or use the supermarket on the campsite. <laughs> Is that everything? That'll do. Now, when you've totted all that up, Wilf, I'd like the bill sent to the Scouts Hut. I've negotiated with them to cover all my expenses. <laughs> Hello, Arthur. Jack? I'm surprised to see you here. But I am. It doesn't take much to surprise you, then, does it? <laughs> Goodness knows how you'd react if a penguin did walk in. I meant I thought you were off to your camp with the scouts. Oh, we're not setting off until two o'clock. They're picking us up outside the church hall in a minibar. You've just dropped something. Oh, have I? Yes, there, just at the side of you. Oh, how embarrassing. Oh, I'm sorry about that, Jack. I did not want you to see that. Talk about court red-headed... Oh, dear. Well, you might as well know, I suppose. Um, there's this new place opening off the high street. It's one of those, um, what does she call it? Um, gastric, um, gastric juice bar or something. And, uh, well, they've made me an offer I can't refuse, frankly. Oh, like what? 
Well, they want a celebrity to prop the bar up and meet and greet people. You know, like Keith Floyd and George Best do. Set a good example. Oh. Yes, the thing is, all my drinks will be free there, you see. Um, they do seem to attach a certain value to having someone with my background and personality there. I see, so what you're saying, you're going to be drinking there in future. Oh, I don't want to, Jack. I, I, I just thought I should call in and tell you that I've been offered a position there. Well, how about if I gave you the odd drink? You could meet and greet a few people here, collect the odd glass, maybe. Not collecting bloody glasses. <laughs> I, I, I might be prepared to do a bit of meeting and greeting. Well, you know, you've no need to go taking yourself off to a gastropub. Jack, I have to say, I'm very touched. I, 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 I don't know how you've done it, but you've talked me into it. Oh, dear. So, then... We might as well have one of those drinks now, then, shall we? To, to celebrate. Cheers, Jack. Palm tree, as free as the window, as free as the glass grows, more free as Hello there. Oh, it's, uh, um... Good afternoon. Is, um, is Ronnie here yet? Ronnie who? Um, you know, Ronnie Niblet. Oh, uh, um, Corbett. Oh, is Ronnie Corbett coming? Well, he wasn't going to, but when he heard it was me on the telephone talking to him, he said he'd be highly delighted to pop in for one. He's a dear old pal, and I have to say, he was my absolute favouritist on the Black and White Ronnie show. <laughs> Wonderful. We must make sure we get a photograph. Mind you, it's uh, hard to find him in a room full of people. Uh, they might have been and gone already, and you'd never know. No, he, he's definitely not been in. We've only been open for five minutes, and I've been here on the door all the time. Well, good for you. Uh, here, do me a favour. Put my rucksack and carrier bag under the table for me or something. Don't want to cart that around. End up bruising my scotch eggs. No. <laughs> Now, if you don't mind, I'll go and cash a voucher in before the trouble starts. Uh, before Ronnie um, gets here. Blimey, there's a right crush in here. Excuse me, doctor coming through. That's it, Red Cross. Dear, oh dear, it's like a rugby scum. Here, here you are, mate. I'm sorry, I'm just serving someone. Yes, well, I'm afraid I must take preference. I've just been engaged as the Gastrix's resident celebrity, and I've got to have a drink in my hand if I'm circulating. Um, oh, yeah, there's three vouchers there. I'll have three at once. I'm not coming through this crush more than I have to. White or red? White or red what? White or red wine, that's what the drinks are. Three glasses of wine. Um, give me two whites and a red. No, make it two reds and a white. Oh, sod it. Here, have another one. Give me two of each. Hello, Arthur. What are you doing here, Sally? I've got a voucher for a free glass of wine. Well, don't build your hopes up if you think you'll have some choice in it, because you have to get what you're given here. Could be any old muck they're serving up. <laughs> here we are, sir. Well, do you think I could have them on a tray? It's not as though I have octopus's testicles to carry them in, is it? <laughs> Who are they for? The mine. I'm here to meet and greet on people. <laughs> now, if you don't mind, I'm going to find a quiet corner where I won't have to talk to anyone. Here, listen, if anybody asks you, you've just watched Ronnie Corbett go into the lavatory. Mind your backs, please. Mind your backs, coming through. 
Excuse me. Oh, thank you. What are you talking about, thank you? Put that back. No, I'm sorry. You will be. These are my drinks. <laughs> I thought you were the waiter. Do I look like a blazer? <laughs> I'm very sorry, my mistake. Yes, well, that's easy for you to say. You've not just nearly had one of your drinks took, have you? Now, would you please move out of the way, please? I don't want to have to report your light-fingeredness to the management, with whom I do have some considerable influence. Really? Who is it that you have influence with? I'm one of the partners in this venture. Oh, for crying out loud. Uh, uh, bingo! Got you! Hey, oh, uh, on the door said I was to come and do that to you. Oh, the look on your face. There's a picture. We must speak at length later. Ta-ta! Bloody idiot. No, where am I going to sit? Ah, oh, there we are, the setting. Uh, oh, that's better. Excuse me. What? You've just sat in between my wife and I. Well, you shouldn't be sat so far apart, should you? I didn't know you were together. I might have known that. Anyway, I'm not going to move now. I've got a tray of drinks on my knees. Oh, it's all right. You can stay there. The further away from him I am, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, now, let's have a sip of this. Oh, it's not bad. And if you think you can come back at three o'clock in the morning without any explanation and act up, is it perfectly all right to do that? Then you can think again. Pardon? <laughs> I'm not talking to you. What were you looking at me for, then? I wasn't looking at you. Well, it looked like me you were looking at to me. And I do know what looking at me looks like <laughs> when I'm being looked at. Do you mind talking to my wife like that? Oh, hello. Listen, I don't think you've got much of an arm to stand on. You're right in the doghouse you are, from what I hear. That's none of your business. I beg your pardon. I wouldn't be in this invidious position if you hadn't been out on the razzle till the early hours. Now, I'm afraid, if you can't behave yourself, I'm going to have to ask you to leave the environs of this gas-filled pub. Can't ask me to leave. I'm one of the owners. Oh, another sodden one of them. Ha <laughs> ha! Got you there, didn't I? Be honest. Um, er, on the door got me to come and do that to you. What? Susan? Why would Susan get you to come across here and say that? I don't know. It really is a bit of a mystery, really, isn't it? Why she, she would get me to do that? Probably thought she was being funny. So. That's backfired there, hasn't it? Um, oh, if I were you, though, I wouldn't mention it to her. She'd be terribly embarrassed if I know Susan. You know Susan, then, do you? Oh, yes. Oh, Susan. Oh, dear me. I've known her. Oh, let's see. Oh, she was a baby, really, I suppose. So that would have been in South Africa? Would it? <laughs> so that was when it was then, was it? South Africa. Oh, it's a beautiful country, isn't it? Nelson's mandolin, of course. That's where that comes from. Um, Tablecloth Mountain. Uh, tigers. Oh, yes, it all comes flooding back. Happy days. Um, I'm terribly sorry, but you're going to have to excuse me. All that remembering has made me a bit emotional. I'll have to go to the lavatory and wipe a tear from my eye on a bit of toilet paper. <laughs> Lovely to see you both. Is there nowhere to sit in this bloody place and have a quiet drink? Oh, here we go. Plump myself down here. Hold on, that's taken that seat. No, if it was taken, I'd be sitting on someone's knee, wouldn't I? She's just gone to the loo. Well, I tell you what, I'll keep it warm for a shall I? Dear, oh dear. All I'm trying to do is have a sit down so I can drink my drinks in peace. 
Well, OK, as long as you know. You've got quite a few drinks there, haven't you? That's because I'm doing a spot of PR for them, if you must know. It's a perk of the job. Mm, oh, you're not then, are you? It's one of the many strings to my elbow I have in the fire. <laughs> so what is it you're doing for them? Largely, it's meeting and greeting, you know, making people feel ill at ease or um, uh, um, feel as there is. It's something I just happen to be good at. You can't underestimate my wow factor I have on people. Who's asked you to work here? What's it got to do with you? Well, because I happen to be one oh, of Oh, the... don't tell me. Let me guess. One of the owners. How many bloody owners of it is there? Everyone I've spoken to here owns the sodding place. It's, it's like communist Russia. Here he is, him. Who's employed him? Well, I haven't. He's just told me he's doing some PR work for us. He said he's known Susan since she was a baby. It must be her. Oh, look, this has gone far too far enough. Frankly, if none of you even knows which one of you has employed me, it doesn't bode well for the future, does it? <laughs> no, I'm afraid after considerable soul-searching, I regret to inform you that I have to tenderise my resignation. <laughs> I'm afraid after what I've witnessed here today in this shambles you laughingly call a Gestapo pub, <laughs> whatever it bloody is, my position here has become utterly inedible. I will accept what's left of this bottle of wine on the table as my severance package. Good day to you all. Mind your backs, come on, excuse me. Oh, are you going, Arthur? No, I'm coming in backwards. <laughs> excuse me, would you mind just moving to one side? Oh, hello, I haven't seen him yet. Who? Ronnie Corbett. Oh, give it a rest. Oh, I have. I've just seen him going to the lavatory. Yes, that's right. Here, what you want to do is get all the owners to stand outside the toilet door. Then, when he comes out, you can sing Three's a Jolly Short Fellow to him, can't you? In <laughs> like that, Will Ronnie. Now, if you don't mind, will you please pass me my rucksack and bag of meats? And it'll better all be there. <laughs> Right, bloody shambles of that gasworks bar was. Not one of them is a clue. I've still got half a dozen vouchers left. Oh, here, yeah. let's put my bag of meat down and finish this bottle of wine off before I get to the church hall. more like it. <laughs> That's put the hair on the cat of the dog that bit it. <laughs> now let's get that minibus coat. I'll have a bit of a kip as well when I get... Where is it? Should be here by now. Three o'clock, that's what they said. That's funny. What's going on here? Let's have a look in here. Geoffrey! Geoffrey, get this door open! Jeffrey! Oh, Arthur, there you are. Of course I'm here. Where's the flipping minibus? Oh, they had to go without you. They waited as long as they could. What are you talking about, they've gone? They can't have. It's only just turned three o'clock. Yes, but they were supposed to leave at two. They were not. I've got the time written on the back of my hand. Look, two o'clock. Uh, well, I don't know who's was written that down wrong on my hand. <laughs> they definitely told me three. Jeffrey, 
through someone's incompetence writing on my hand, we have a full-scale emergency on our other hands. Therefore, Geoffrey, with the power vested in me by Douglas uh, Bader, Powell and Pressburger, in the name of the Boy Sprouts of England, Scouts, the Boy Scouts of England, I hereby commandeer you and your vehicle to transport me to the Brooklyn's Bacons or risk imprisonment. But Arthur, I can't drive you to the Brecon. There's no such thing as I in... I can't in my book. Now get the boot open and get this rucksack and bag of meat in there. You block off to me like that. I know your mother. What's going on? I was asleep then. Where are we? Oh, it's pitch black out there. There's a thick fog coming, Arthur. I can't see where I'm going anymore. Oh, for crying out loud. You do like to make a mountain out of some millions, don't you? <laughs> Shall I stop? Just let me deal with it, will you? I am the survivalist amongst us. Um, oh, here, turn off here into this field. We'll bivouac here until the weather lifts. Right, Geoffrey, get the tent out of the boot and put it up while I do all your thinking for you. I can't stay here all night. I've got to open the church hall for netball. Then there's a nursery in the morning. Geoffrey, pull yourself together. I, I'll get us through this. Now get the tent up before your body heat plummets. I'll, I'll, I'll collect some wood for the fire in case there are any wolves around. There won't be any wolves around here, will there? There could be all sorts lurking around. That's why I've got to get a fire on the go. Can I stay in the car? No, you can't. Get the tent up. Come on, Geoffrey, shape up. Now, let's have a look for some twigs. Ooh, blimey, it's dark, isn't it? You can't see me hand in front of me face. Hello, what's that? Ooh, it's me hand. <laughs> in front of me face. A path. No, it's a road. Who'd put a road in the middle of a field? Ow! Oh, the bloody... Oh, my head! What idiot would put a post right in front of my stupid head? Dear, oh, dear. Oh, I'm going to have a right bump there. Just a minute. What's that on top of it? The king's arms. The king's arms? It's a pub. It's only a bloody pub. Where's the door? Come on, where is it? Uh, oh, here we are. This is it. Hello there. Filthy night, isn't it? What can I get you? I will have a pint of your best better and whatever meat pie you can recommend with confidence. You're not from round these parts, are you? No, I'm on a survival weekend. We're camping overnight in the field next door. There isn't a field next door. <laughs> there is. I've just been in it. That's a roundabout. <laughs> You're in the middle of Cardiff. You're joking. That's that bloody idiot with. Here, you haven't got a single room for the night, have you? <laughs>
Appearing with Count Arthur Strong were Sue Perkins, Alistair Kerr and Dave Mountfield. The script was written by Steve Delaney and edited by Graham Duff. Count Arthur Strong's radio show was recorded live at Comedia Brighton, is produced by John Leonard and Mark Radcliffe and is a joint Comedia Entertainment and Smooth Operations production.